you have questions? Do you need answers? The Pastor Study will help you find those answers through God's Word. Our teacher today is Pastor Tom Brock. The Pastor Study is sponsored by pastorstudy.org. So grab your Bible and join us for The Pastor Study. Welcome to the Pastor Study. Today is the second part of a four-part series on the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father, I believe in God the Son, the Holy Spirit. We, the Apostles' Creed is all about the Trinity. We believe in one God and three persons, God the Father, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit. Jesus is God, the Father is God, the Holy Spirit is God. Not three gods, one God and three persons. The, the Apostles' Creed was written sometime before 200 and... 50 AD, and Christians have been using this in their worship services for almost 2,000 years. Last week, if you missed the show, was I believe in God the Father. The word I means Christianity has to be a personal thing. It's an I thing to God, not a plural. I believe in God. Believe in means you don't believe about, you trust Him, the Father. Today we're going to just cover the words in the second article of the Creed, I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord. Let's go through each of those words of the creed. Let's pray first. Fathers, we now turn to talking about Jesus Christ as God. We would pray if anybody listening does not yet understand who Jesus truly is, that you would open their ears and open their hearts to receive him and all that he has done for them. God, speak to us. Bring us closer to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord. The first word is Jesus. The word Jesus, or Yoshua, is a Hebrew word which means Jehovah saves. When you're saying, I believe in Jesus, you're saying, I believe Jehovah saves. And if you remember, before Jesus was born, in Matthew chapter 1, the angel tells Joseph, name the baby Jesus, Jehovah saves, for... He shall save his people from their sins. And unless you know the Hebrew, you don't quite get that verse. Call the baby Jehovah saves, for he will save his people from their sins. So let me ask you, do you know that Jesus has saved you from your sins? I go to many deathbeds as a pastor, and, well, Mr. So-and-so, you're dying. Do you know where you're going to spend eternity? And sometimes you get, oh, pastor, hope I've been good enough. And then I explain, you haven't been good enough, neither have I. We deserve hell. It's only Jesus who has paid our sin debt that can get us into heaven. But sometimes I'll go to a deathbed. Well, Mrs. So-and-so, are you sure you're going to heaven? Oh, yes, Pastor Brock. I know that even though I'm a sinner, my sins are washed away because Jesus died on the cross, paid for my sins so I wouldn't have to, so I know I'm forgiven, I'm going to heaven. There's a person who knows Jesus, Jehovah saves me. Next word. I believe in Jesus Christ. The word Christ means anointed one. Some people think Christ is Jesus' last name. It isn't. 
Joseph and Mary Christ did not have a little baby and call him Jesus Christ. The word Christ is a title. When you say the words Jesus Christ, you're saying Jesus is the Christ. He's the anointed one. And who's the anointed one? Well, in the Old Testament, God promised that a Christ would come, that a specially anointed one would come and save the Jews from their enemies. The Jews misinterpreted that and thought Jesus came to save them from the Romans, and that's why they crucified him. But no, Jesus came to save us from our spiritual enemies, sin, death, and hell. So when you're saying, I believe in Jesus Christ, you're saying, I believe he is the Christ, the anointed one. Next words, I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only son. Those words mean there has only been one incarnation. The word incarnation means the enfleshment. Christians believe God has come to earth and has become a human being, but that only happened once when God, the second person of the Trinity, took on human flesh and God became incarnate or enfleshed as a human being. It only happened once. Only Jesus is the God-man. But I quoted this last week, if you saw the show. Oprah, who says she's a Christian and was raised Baptist, said on her show, quote, I used to believe Jesus came to earth to die for our sins. Now I realize he's come to get us in touch with our own Christ consciousness. And according to Oprah, we're all the Christ. We are all God. We just need to get in touch with that. And no, 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 Christians believe there aren't thousands of incarnations. God has become man once. Years ago, I'm walking through the Denver airport. And a man, a bald man with a long orange robe comes up and hands a bag of the book or whatever in my hands. And I, I have a free gift for you from the Society for Krishna, Krishna Consciousness. And I said, okay, I'll take the free gift, a big, thick book. I'll t I took it so no one else would be polluted because I know what Hare Krishna is. And, and he jingles a money jar. Now, would you like to contribute to the Society for, and I think he might have called it Christian Consciousness. And I said, no, this is Hare Krishna, isn't it? Yes, well, Christian, Krishna. I said, no. I said, I don't think Hare Krishna is a Christian group. And he said, well, we believe Jesus is a son of God. And I said, I know. I believe he's the son of God, period. Well, no, but we believe if you keep the perfect teachings of the perfect master Jesus perfectly, you too will attain nirvana. And I said, I can't do that. That's why he had to die on the cross for my sins. And you know what was weird? When I said those words, it was like I slugged him. And he just got the weirdest look on his face, grabbed the free buck out of my hand because he took it back if you and didn't give him money, and he went on. But if you're a Hindu, God has become man thousands of times because there's thousands of gods, not Christianity. Christianity, God has become man once in Jesus Christ, not in us. We are not the Christ consciousness, Oprah. Only Jesus is the Christ. Years ago, there was an awful movie called uh, Oh God, with George Burns being God and John Denver being his disciple. And in the movie, it's a horrible movie, don't watch it, John Denver says to God, well, God, I've always had one question. Is Jesus your son? And George Burns, as God says, of course he's my son, but Moses is my son, Buddha is my son, you're my son, everybody's my son. And again, everybody know, Jesus is the only begotten Son of God, according to the Bible and according to the Creed. We aren't him. <laughs> Next words, I believe in Jesus Christ, 
his only son, our Lord. Let's talk about the word our. The word our means every Christian is to be part of the church. It's a collective thing. It's not, I'm a Christian all by myself. I don't need the church. Just me and Jesus, we have our own church going on. I, I'm just believing, believing in Jesus, and he's believing in me. And, and people get weird if they don't go to church. They get all these weird beliefs because they're not following Scripture. And the Bible teaches you need to go to church if you say you're a Christian. So I got a phone call. Well, Pastor Brock, uh, would you, I'd like you to baptize my baby. I said, oh, um, do you go to church here? No, I don't go to church, but I'd like you to baptize my baby. I said, well, why do you, if you don't go to church, why do you want us to baptize your baby? Well, it's what we've always done in our family. I said, do you know, in the baptismal service, if I baptize your baby, you're making a promise to raise that child in the church regularly. You're going to be in church raising that child regularly as a Christian. Oh, and she says, it doesn't say in the Bible you have to go to church to be a Christian. I said, yes, it does. Hebrews chapter, uh, what is it? Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. Do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. So she and I had a bit of a row on the phone, <laughs> and I didn't convince her. But here's the thing. Now and then I'll, I'll meet somebody that likes our TV show. Oh, Pastor Brock, I love your show. So well, thank you. Where do you go to church? Oh, we don't go to church. Uh, the TV is our church. I say, no, it isn't. You can't get communion out of a TV set. You can't serve a TV set. One of the reasons you go to church is to serve the Lord as a teacher or a Sunday school teacher or a usher or you, you do plumbing for the church. But listen, when it says, I believe in Jesus Christ as only son, our Lord, the word our means you're part of a church. And if you're not a part of a church, are you a Christian? Find a good church and go every Sunday. Last word for today. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord. The word Lord means two things. It means Jesus is God, and it means Jesus is master. When you say Jesus is Lord, you're saying, I believe he's the Lord, he's God. And secondly, I believe he's master or owner of my life. Let me talk about both of those. Jesus is Lord means Jesus is God. I learned early on in my ministry not to assume that people understand who Jesus is. So at my very first church, I was a pastor in Florida. I'm preaching on the Trinity one night. An old man who I think had been in the Lutheran church all his life puts up his hand and he says, what do you mean Jesus is God? And I said, well, there's one God. But in God is God the Father who made us, God the Son, Jesus, who died on the cross, God the Holy Spirit who lives in us. Not three gods, one God, but each person is equal and eternal. Jesus has always been here because he's God with the Father and the Spirit. And he said, I thought Jesus was the Son of God. I said, he is the Son of God. He's also God the Son. The Father is eternal. The Spirit is eternal. The Son is eternal. And here's a man who'd been sitting in church all his life and didn't understand that Jesus is the eternal God with the Father and the Spirit. My brother was raised in the same Lutheran church I was in Omaha. I was talking with him in our college age years, and he said, Jesus is God? <laughs> so a lot of people don't get this. When you say the creed, I believe in Jesus Christ is only Son, our Lord, the word Lord means God. It has a second meaning as well. The word Lord means master. Many of the early Christians were slaves, and every slave had a lord, a master. When a slave became a Christian, 
he got a new master or Lord, and, and Jesus is the, is the master. When you say the words, Jesus is my Lord, you are saying, I'm his slave, he's my master, he runs my life. Let me ask you the big question. Is Jesus the Lord of your life? Are you running it or is he running it? I'm not asking are you perfect, but I'm asking generally, does Jesus Christ run your life? That's what it is to be a Christian. I heard a preacher say once, when Jesus Christ comes into a life, he does not come in to sit on the floor. He either comes in as the Lord or he doesn't come in at all. To me, that just stuck in me. When Jesus Christ comes into a person's life, he doesn't come in and sit on the floor. Either he comes in as Lord and Master of the life, or he doesn't come in. And Jesus said there's going to be a lot of people on the last day who say, Lord, Lord, and they thought they were Christians, but he says, depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. I never knew you. Why? Because they were workers of lawlessness. They never let him be the Lord. Here's a story of a few hundred years ago in England a carriage driver who had a drinking problem. His master, not master and slave, but his, his uh, uh, lord, his client, who he used to drive the carriage for, finally said, you know, sir, I'm going to have to let you go. You, you, you get drunk and you endanger the wife of my wife and children driving this thing. I'm sorry, you have to, you have to leave. I hope someday you'll give the reins of your life over to him. Story goes that a few years later, the wealthy man is passing on the street his old carriage driver and is just going to kind of walk and, and keep walking. And the carriage driver comes over to him and says, oh, sir, sir. And he, the carriage driver was dressed pretty well, had a pretty good job, and said, I just want you to know, I gave him the reins of my life. When you say Jesus is my Lord, it doesn't mean you're perfect, but it means generally Jesus is running your life, not you. And when you jump up and take recontrol of the reins, you, you repent and you ask for forgiveness. One last story on this. Jonathan, excuse me, John Wesley was the founder of the Methodist Church in the 1700s in England. He traveled all over England on horseback preaching the gospel. One day as he was traveling, a robber came, put a gun next to him and says, your money or your life. John Wesley gave the robber all of his money. Before the robber left, Wesley said, I want to give you one more thing. Sir, there may came, come a day when you regret what you have done to me today. If that day comes, I want you to remember this verse. The blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. The thief took off. Years later, Wesley is preaching one night. After the service, a man comes up to him, again, rather finely dressed, he'd been doing quite well, and he starts kissing Wesley's hand. And Wesley says, what are you doing? And he said, do you remember years ago when you were robbed? I'm the one who robbed you. And, and Wesley, I, I have come to Christ, and you have saved my life. And he keeps, and, and Wesley says, sir, I have not saved you. Remember, the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. <laughs> and here's what happens. What happens to be a follower of Christ is God washes all your sins away, and then you want to follow him. You want him to be your Lord. You don't want to be Lord of your life anymore because that does not work. You want him to be Lord of your life. So let's put it all together. I believe in, I trust in Jesus, 
which means Jehovah saves. I believe Jesus has saved me from my sins. I believe Jesus is the Christ, the anointed one prophesied in the Old Testament who would come to save us. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only son. I'm not God. You're not God. Oprah isn't God. Shirley MacLaine isn't God. One God, Jesus, has come, become flesh once. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only son, our. Do you go to church every Sunday? Find a good church and go regularly. The word our means every Christian is to be part of the church. And if you're not part of the church, are you a Christian? Believe in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord. The word Lord means Jesus is the eternal God with the Father and the Spirit. And he's also my master. I'm not perfect, but he generally is running my life. Amen. Welcome to the portion of the pastor study where we now ask Pastor Brock to share with us his knowledge of scripture and his insights to answer questions we have regarding the Bible, our Lord, and our everyday walk with him. Pastor Brock, on our last show, we talked about this being the portion of the show where we share questions and comments from listeners of previous shows. Mm -hmm. And we had a pretty nasty letter yeah. <laughs> that you talked about and read your response back. And I just wanted you as listeners to know not all of our mail is like that. <laughs> Thankfully, yes. um, we had a very beautiful letter. As you know, we've expanded our ministry. We're on in five additional states besides Minnesota. And one of our new listeners is a 90-year-old retired Presbyterian minister who, after seeing your program, sent a letter that said he saw your program on his station in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and he wanted to tell you how wonderful your message was that you were so bold and frankly spoke of hell, salvation, saved and the doom of those not saved by Jesus Christ. He said he's appalled at what's happening in the church. Homosexuals are accepted as pastors. Our Constitution once told a minister must have fidelity in marriage or chastity and singleness. The statement has been thrown out. Hundreds of Presbyterians are leaving the church. I accept Christ as my Savior and Lord many years ago, and I'm grieved to hear this apostasy, and I'm strengthened and joyous when I hear the truth as you present it. After your program, I went to my room, I knelt down, and I thanked God. We thank God for you, our listeners, too. You've made this ministry continue to the point where it has expanded. Mm -hmm. Tom, maybe you want to talk yeah. a little bit about what we're doing you right know, now. He, he saw the show where we talk the ELCA Lutherans, of which our church used to be a part, and we left because it got so liberal. The ELCA Lutherans now ordain practicing impenitent homosexual pastors. So you can have a, a pastor and his gay lover move into the parsonage, and he's your new pastor. Now the Presbyterian Church USA, PCUSA, has followed suit they did the same thing so I did a program I think he saw that show and Jackie um, the reason he saw this show is because now we're not we've always for like what 21 years been on in Minneapolis but now we're on in five other states and what I just want to ask our, our listeners to do is we would love to stay on the air here in Minneapolis and in these other states uh, but it's a lot of money and so here's what I want to ask people to do pray for this ministry and and what we want to do is get the Word of God out that the church needs to get back to the Bible that's our mission and if, if you want to see this continue uh, we would ask you just uh, to pray for our ministry if you want to know how you can help you can go to pastorstudy.org and there's a button you can push there on uh, helping with our ministry or you can just write the pastor study 
5200 Emerson Avenue North, Minneapolis, Minnesota 55430. It'll be on at the end of the program too. But we covet your purse. We've been on the air, Jackie, you and I and Fred and everybody. We've been doing this since 1988. We don't know if it's time for a close or not, but it may be. So we ask you to pray that we might continue. And if the Lord nudges you to help, we would sure appreciate it. Because to stay on in Minneapolis and these other cities we've gone to for one year is $150,000. And the money ain't flowing in. People are we're grateful for those that have given, and a lot of people have given. But it's a lot of money, and we, we're, we're in need. So just pray and, and do as the Lord leads, and uh, there you go. And I just want to say the Lord has provided in the past for us, and we thank him every day for that. And mm -hmm. Tom, you've talked today a little bit in your sermon part about if your church isn't doing the right thing. Tom is available to speak to yes. groups now. If you're looking for a speaker about what's mm -hmm. happening in your church, Tom is a good resource, yes. and you can do that. If you want to share one of our programs, the other thing is, is you can listen to programs on our website. Mm -hmm. So don't forget to do and, that. You know, let me say that, Jackie. It's a new thing for us. All of our TV shows now are being put on the website. So if you have a friend that needs to see today's show, for instance, you go to pastorstudy.org. You look at, I believe in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord. You punch the button, you can watch it on TV. So again, pastorstudy.org, that's where people can help with our ministry. That's where they see our TV shows. We're on the radio, too. We have a two-hour live call-in show. The radio shows are now at pastorstudy.org, so you can catch us. A wealth of information for you. Pastor Brock, when you were talking in your sermon, though, you said about everybody needs to be in a church. Mm -hmm. We've talked about this before, but I guess it can't be emphasized enough. If you are out there with all of the things that are happening yes. to disenfranchise people with a certain denomination yes. or a certain church, yes. what should they be looking for? Yeah. How should they church shop? That's great. I, I love that question. And let me just explain this, everybody. If, if you don't have a church home, you have to shop carefully. For instance, I'm a Lutheran. There are wonderful Lutheran churches here in town that I would send you to. There are Lutheran churches I wouldn't walk a dog into because they become so heretical. So here's what you do. You're searching for a church, and you, you go to this church service, and afterwards you're shaking hand with the pastor, and you can, you can do this, Jackie, in two minutes. You just say, Pastor, can I have two minutes of your time? I'm thinking of, of, of uh, joining a church, but I just have a few questions. Number one, Pastor, do you believe there's a heaven and a hell? A lot of pastors don't believe in hell anymore. Number two, Pastor, do you believe Jesus is the only way to heaven? Number three, uh, Pastor, do you believe the Bible is the infallible word of God? And then number four, Pastor, what do you believe about things like abortion and homosexuality? If you get a lot of good, clear answers, Jackie, of course there's a heaven and hell. Of course Jesus is the only way to heaven. But if you get a lot of, well, that's a complex issue, and I'm not quite If you get tap dancing, don't go to that church. So, you know, Methodist, Presbyterian, all the churches, there are good churches in those denominations, and there are horrible churches in those denominations. And I think the one thing that you've emphasized here is that there are good churches even within some of these troubled churches. Yes, there so still you, are. you may need to there, look if you want to stay yeah, for the right... I, 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 because yeah. of what the ELCA Lutherans and the Presbyterian Church USA has done and the Episcopal Church in America and especially the very liberal United Church of Christ, all those churches sadly have decided that you can have sex outside of marriage. You can have homosexual sex that is outside of marriage. And that is so 
anti-biblical. I encourage people to leave those denominations. There are good branches of the Presbyterian Church, of the Lutheran Church, uh, good alternatives uh, where you can stay in that ilk but not be part of that branch of the denomination. Okay. Pastor Brock, here's a question for you from one of our listeners. Is it ever okay to call someone a fool given the verse in Matthew 5:22? Yeah, yeah. Well, you probably know the, the, the verse, Jackie. Uh, whoever calls his, Jesus said this, whoever calls his brother a fool is guilty enough to go into hellfire. And when I hear, when I hear Christians say, oh, you fool, I think, eh, I'd be extremely careful with that word. I almost never call anybody a fool or an idiot. I try not to say the word jerk um, because of what Jesus says in Matthew 5.22. Now, is there ever a time to call someone a fool? I think there is. Because if you read the book of Galatians, Paul says to the Galatians, you fools who bewitched you to leave the gospel of grace for legalism. In the, in the book of James, the, James writes to his audience, you fools. So, and in, in, in the Gospels, Jesus tells a parable of the rich man that builds the barns, the key store, and God said to him that night, you fool, today your, your soul is required of you. So God can call somebody a fool, the apostles can call somebody a fool, and I think on a rare occasion, it's okay to call someone a fool, but you gotta be very careful about it. Well, is there a difference between the term fool or say you're being foolish? That's maybe uh, a, a better, a more tender way to put it. You know, and, and, but again, because of the example of Jesus and the apostles, I, I do think there's a time to call someone a fool. But just to do it flippantly like we do in, in our conversation, that's what Jesus was attacking, I think. I think you could embrace that verse and say, I hate to say that you are a fool, but God has told yes. us in yeah. Matthew 5.22 what you are doing is, is, is foolish. Yes, and you can also quote the Old Testament where the psalm says, the fool says in his heart, there is no God. So, Okay, don't all religions basically teach the same thing to love God and others? Or shouldn't religion cause unity instead of division, it seems uh, like lately? Jesus said, do, do you think that I have come to bring peace on earth? No, I tell you. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. From now on, a father will be divided against the son, a mother. And that happened in the early church. When someone converted to Christ in early Christianity, uh, they would uh, be killed by their parents sometimes. That's still happening in some Muslim lands. So um, uh, do all religions teach the same thing? No. Now, all religions have the law of God written on their hearts. So in, Indi in Islam, Hinduism, Christianity, it's wrong to commit adultery and kill. They've got the law right, but how to be saved? The only religion that teaches we're saved by grace alone is, is Christianity. And that's where, we, again, on the law, right and wrong, most religions agree. But on how to be saved, the other religions say you're saved by your own good works. Christianity says no, you're saved by Christ's death on the cross. That's the huge difference. Well, we want to thank you for being with us this week. You've heard earlier in the program what our prayers are for asking, we're asking you to pray for. We hope that you'll join us in that and help God show us what the direction is of the pastor's study for this com coming year. Thanks for being with us. We pray that God would be with you this week, granting you his richest blessings until we're together again next time. Thank you for tuning in to The Pastor's Day. We ask 
Would you pray for our ministry as we seek to spread the good news of salvation through Jesus Christ? And would you pray about supporting this ministry? Our address is The Pastor Study, 5200 Emerson Avenue North, Minneapolis, Minnesota, 55430. Our website is pastorstudy.org. And our phone number is 763-260-4484. May God richly bless you and join us next week at the same time as we study God's Word. Until then, may the blessing of our one triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you.